Welcome to the Painting of the Week podcast, where we look at some of the most significant paintings throughout history. Introducing your hosts, Phil Grabsky and Laura Bentham. Welcome to this week's Painting of the Week. And um, if it's a bit grey and miserable outside, we're going to take you to a very warm Tuscan summer's day. Uh, to uh, a painting by Piero della Francesca. And uh, it is called Madonna del Parto. And uh, just as a reminder, if you go to the seventh-art.com website, you can see the picture. And um, as ever, it's definitely a painting where you want to zoom in and look at it in detail. Piero della Francesca may not be an artist that's known to you. How on earth would I know what you do and don't know? But um, maybe not one of the bigger names. But certainly when we did our series called Great Artists, which was 26 half-hour films, um, he was one of the 26. And um, he has some quite, in my opinion, quite stunning works. And this particular picture, I actually... Um, Of all the works, in fact, from the 26 episodes, I can't think of any other examples, but I certainly remember buying a big poster of this one and putting it on my office wall where it hung for a long time. (laughs) Eventually I changed it and uh, I remember giving this to a pregnant friend of mine uh, and I'll never forget the look of amusement on her face. (laughs) What is this? So I never asked her whether she put it up or not. Um, But it is quite an unusual painting because um, I'd be very happy for someone to correct me. Um, But as you pointed out, Laura, this may be unique in that it depicts the pregnant uh, Mary. Yeah. Which is not, there's plenty of Marys with child. Mm. Certainly none I've ever seen of her in childbirth. Um, And I can't think of any others of her um, pregnant. Actually, it's funny you say that, because when I I first saw this painting this week, so I I have not heard of Piero at all. So... I need to start watching all your films now, Phil, because this is well, that's, not looking good, is it? That's a given, <laughs> it obviously. Is. You just made me too busy, though, I'm trying to do all this yeah, research. I need, just need to keep watching all your films. But um, when I saw this painting, I was a bit like, oh, now, there's, it's quite simple. Mm. I didn't think there was going to be much to talk about on this one. And then I find out he's got a trail, mm. which around Italy... So now I'm thinking another trip because the pa- the actual trail and the paintings that go with that, I mean, just look incredible. Well. And then you, you, you filmed it. I wish we'd got the Tuscan tourist office on board or because um, I'm now going to give them the biggest plug ever to say that the, the trail of Piero della Francesca is fabulous. Mm. There's some great restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> What's not to love? There's some great. It's Italy. <laughs> uh, Polcro. Um, I remember because we obviously filmed this painting, and mm. uh, I remember filming 
there. But so I remember eating in this restaurant and it was just fantastic. Was that where he was born? That's where he was born and that's where the painting still is. Yeah. Mm. Because didn't the church or the original chapel... Well, it's, mm. I'm always amazed that these paintings survive, particularly, mm. particularly in Italy, which has had plenty of warfare, obviously in the Second World War. You know, that some, some brutal fighting went on between the Allies and the Germans and Italians, uh, but there are also earthquakes. Yeah. Um, but this painting has survived. I mean, it's what, 14... It's 60s. It's incredible. <laughs> so... Um, now, he was born uh, Piero di Benedetto in San Sepolcro, which is in Tuscany. It's a very lovely Tuscan town. Um, and uh, yeah, he, his mother, it's his mother, wasn't it, that was referred yeah. to as La Francesca. Yeah, because I think his father died before he was born. Yeah, that's right. And then he took on her name. Yeah. Which is... And it's not because... Of, being French or anything, it's because of her marriage into the Franceschi uh, okay. family. Right. Um, it's, uh, I think that's the case. By all accounts, though, he was um, quite a mathematician and so in, in his time was no more for his maths. Oh, really? Yeah. He was a math scholar. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, because when I started looking at some of the research on some of his other paintings, of course, then we started getting into the old... Uh, geometry of his paintings, but then that would have been. Where was he? Was is he Renaissance? Uh, sorry, Renaissance artist. Well, very early, fourteen fifties, fourteen sixties. Well, I mean, there's a sense of geometry to this to this picture. Yeah, there is. After I ended up looking, um, I mean, if we take a look at the painting, for example, so. <laughs> they're in, well, they're in some kind of. Uh, it's, I've, I've always I've always been intrigued by the background. <laughs> yeah, I, it looks like you imagine a, a kind of Middle Eastern tent to be. Yeah. Because um, initially you think it's just curtains. Mm. Then maybe he is trying to place her in the Middle East in some form. Although the costume is obviously contemporary Italian. Mm. Um. Uh, the two angels are, are great, and as you pointed out, with their, <laughs> you know, the, the the combination of red and green. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't think I would know I was going to mention that today, Phil, but I did laugh initially because I thought, well, it is same old problem, isn't it? Trying to sort your socks out in the morning with the, your outfits. They're twins. I mean, <laughs> on the other hand, if it was they're all, actually stunning. But if they were all green, it would mm, be a bit odd. Wouldn't it would. It? To be fair, and they, their wings. I mean, it's just—it's just such an odd What's painting. Then the faces have got no real expression at all. Quite simple, considering them sort of announcing or showing her showing her off yeah. as such. Guardian angels, mm. and then you know she's she, what I always thought was so lovely was that she's so big. That she actually can't fit into her dress, right? Yeah, and it's it's kind of bur- well, she kind of can't do it up, but it's kind of burst at the seams mm. at the front. I mean, you'd imagine that you know that it would be the back of the dress that you do up. Obviously, this is one where if you if you zoom in, you can see um, 
how it, you know, does up at the front, and then she simply can't do it up. No. Well, it's not like they had any maternity wear then. No. It's, it must, it's, do you think there's some kind of symbolism to that, though? That well, I think It does so. make you wonder. Yeah, no, I think so. And then, um, you know, the hand kind of gently resting on the, on the stomach. It's not a perfect hand. I don't, <laughs> I don't think either of the hands are perfect, actually. I mean, if you think of... How Leonardo would paint hands mm. around this time or a little bit later. Um, I don't think he's quite got the, the... No. I hadn't looked at that, but now you've said it. Um, but, you know... Oh, I don't like to criticise him. But what I think <laughs> is super is is, mm. is her look. Yeah, it's beautiful. If you zoom in on her face. Mm. I mean, that is... You know, she's just a young teenage girl. Yeah. And indeed maybe slightly lighter of complexion than she might have been in mm. the Middle East. But, I mean, teenage girl, could, she could be anywhere, couldn't she? Yeah. Any culture, any society, any time. And I don't know, what do you see in that face? Well, she's, a, she's a, that is a beautiful expression. <laughs> Having been pregnant twice, <laughs> and she's quite heavily pregnant, mm. I would say she's probably thinking, oh, kind of just need to sit down now. I'm a little bit done, yeah. exhausted. She looks tired. But, um, resigned. Yes. Peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, it's really beautiful the way he's done that, actually. When I first saw her face, I was a bit like, oh, I'm not sure. But the more I looked, a bit like what you always say, the more I then thought yeah. that's a very, very lovely look. She's not standing there excited necessarily. But, you know, childbirth at that time was possibly not mm. as exciting as it can be now. So, yeah. I love the way her, her eyes are painted. Mm. Or, um, well, we'll talk about how it's painted in a second, but, you know, the way the eyelashes, the eyelids rather, mm. almost make the eyes, it's almost rectangular. Yeah. The aperture to the eyes. That's very nice. And um, kind of offset by the eyebrows. Um, you know, in some paintings, Artists leave off the eyebrows. Girl, the pearl earring, for example, famously no eyebrows because Vermeer obviously thought, yeah, it doesn't. There's no point in putting eyebrows. It doesn't help. It's not doing anything. Probably got away um, with that. That's amazing. That painting. And just that light bit of blush. Yeah. Um, it's funny that she's got no hair at all, tucked well, up into the well, no, sort she's, of the headscarf. Or well, so, yeah, sure. so you've got the, the obviously the halo, but underneath the halo, it's just a, it's a like a head, head, it's like a headdressing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Even those halos are unusual. The positioning of them. Uh, I find that I find the halo is slightly unusual because of the the kind of cross hatching on it, <laughs> or, the, or the, those, those squares, and I don't know whether he's trying in some way to suggest that it is transparent and actually what you're seeing through there is the shape of the material oh, okay. on the back wall. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm a complete mm -hmm. guess only because you've got those kind of longish rectangles in the background and there's maybe that's what we're seeing. Um, but that's quite interesting. I mean, obviously artists would often just have a very simple gold circle Sometimes it would be shaded in a little bit. The whole painting, actually, the more I look at this now, is like it's like dreamlike, isn't it? And there isn't really much expression. 
on any on any of their faces particularly. It would be really, really good to know if this definitely is the only time that we do see mm. uh, Mary or Madonna pregnant as such. It'd be interesting, wouldn't it, if there is nothing else at all and this is the only one, which is what, what I've been reading. Yeah. So, well, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not, I can't doubt it. But once again, everyone was like, oh, you know, his paintings, his work is what people can consider to be some of the most important paintings. And every week we seem to say that. <laughs> and it always makes me laugh. It is. I mean, I, you know, it's funny how paintings, I mean, I think you could possibly argue that the, there's a fresco in um, San Sepulchre itself by him called The Resurrection, oh, yeah. which we filmed, which is really quite spectacular. And again, lots of reds and greens, touch of blue, seem to remember. But... You know, the disciples have fallen asleep and, mm. and Christ resurrects himself, was resurrected. Very powerful. Madonna del Parto, which is in this little church um, in a place called Monterchi, not mm-hmm. far away. Um, just a sweet little church. And there it is again on the back wall. Um, very powerful. Of course, the other one, which, of course, those of you listening to this in in England, certainly in in and around London, you go to the National Gallery and see the, um, the baptism. It's the baptism, yeah. ba- baptism of Christ, um, which is an earlier work, middle of the fifteenth century. Um, but again, you know, very accomplished piece. All these pieces are relig- religious pieces. Could you do anything else? Well, I think he did. Uh, it's funny. There's a um, there's some mistaken. We often use a side portrait of a guy called Sforza, who plays an important role in the commissioning of art from people like Leonardo. Okay. And he's very distinctive because he had a bashed up nose. So, like the top corner of his nose is actually missing. <laughs> and it's just, and. and He's painted. He's actually painted in the side view. Now, unless I'm mistaken, I need to check in a minute. Unless I'm mistaken, that's done by. Oh, okay. So he did do other pieces. I think so. I think yeah, that's Piero yeah. to the Francesca. But you're never likely to see an exhibition of him because all his work is in sort of in situ. So you have to really. It's a great excuse to go and do the trail. Well, I, I have no problem with this at all. This is always. This is. I mean, one of the issues of. Um, one of the issues of fresco works is, of course, they can't travel. No. Because they're... Perfect. I mean, there was this... The Last Supper by Leonardo, famously, um, when Napoleon came to Milan, he wanted to take take it away. But the only way he can take it away is actually taking the wall. Mm. And luckily, they prevented him from, from doing so because it would have... But, you know, fresco is... a. I mean, one of the places on this trail is a city called uh, Arezzo. Mm. And I remember um, when my wife and I went to Arezzo on holiday about 25 years ago now. But by complete chance, we turned up in the summer on their kind of feast day. And it was just spectacular because they had all these quarters where people, and this goes back to the Middle Ages, where people came out in their quarters, the, the, the colour of their quarter. Yeah. And they had the flags and I seem to remember horses with people with, with um, 
more flags and but it was you know you'd have it was it, it, if you've ever seen the horse race the palio in siena where you have all these different people who are just in that area that's who you support and yeah. that's the horse you support mm-hmm. um so arezzo is fantastic and it's got that real sense that we were lucky that day but anyway generally it's got that real sense it's not hard to imagine being there 500 years ago no now there are some wonderful Piero della Francesca's on the in the cathedral or in a church in in Arezzo. Um, yeah, but of course, you know, the thing about frescoes is that it's painted onto wet and you know drying plaster. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is in the age before oil paints, and this is how you painted really. So, you don't have much time to get it wrong. No. Because the plaster's drying and it's not like oil paint where, you know, when we get further down in art history and we start looking at our Manets and our Cezannes, Cezanne, you know, famously could take dozens of sittings and he would, you know, you could scrape it off. You could do somebody's face, not like it, and just scrape the paint off yeah. back, to, back, almost down to the canvas and start again. Can't do that with fresco. So that's what actually makes, when you, when you start now to look at this painting again, when you look at her her face again and mm. realise that her lip I'm looking at her lips oh. I mean they're beautiful and I think that's why and, and just even the fine line now of her, of her neck it's just it is actually yeah. beautiful I think that's why again you could walk past this and not pay too much attention perhaps if it was one of many in a gallery but actually when you stop and you think he's got you know he's, he's he, I don't know if he had assistance when you know like painting the face i imagine it was just him yeah you know he's having to work at speed mm. and again if you look at the graduation gradation of light and color on the neck and on the face and to capture a mood and a sentiment mm. um really spectacular now some of it is is where the fresco is cracked so it's not all him it's not it's not like on her forehead that's not veins that he's put in that's just no. where it's cracked um, I think this painting did survive a local earthquake, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but ah, it's, it's tremendous. You don't think she looks tear... Now I'm looking again. I know we're really focusing on the face. You don't think she looks a bit tearful? Well, I think he would be a bit... Mm. You know, he's going to be judged. Yeah. You know, even even 150 years later in mm. Caravaggio, you know, who's really provocative, but he knew that he would be judged for his paintings. You know, people would come and look at them and... Don't think Piero, no. you know, that would be to have the Mary crying because she's yeah, pregnant no, with Jesus. No. No. Um, no. She's certainly, he's certainly given this teenage girl a weight of emotion. Yeah. You know, he's not paint, portrayed her as a young, silly thing, should we say. He mm. portrayed her as... as um, someone who who perhaps already knows the fate of her child. This is something we saw in the Raphael film that we did recently. Those Madonna and Childs are so carefully rendered yeah. to suggest not only love of this newborn baby, mm. but also Mary knows what's going to happen. So mm. there's also the the horror. Yeah, yeah. I mean, can you imagine having a child and you... It's like when you, you know, people say, "Would you like? Would you do a DNA test that said told oh. you you had eighteen years to live?" Mm. 
or that you had a certain disease that's going to come when you're 50. I mean, actually, you don't want to know that. No. Well, no, I don't no, think no. you want to know. No, 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 no. So, yeah. There can't be anything worse than, you know, having a young child. In fact, in this case, not even born. <laughs> no. And knowing then, that, I don't know if she knew that he was, you know, he had 30 odd years to live, but. In actual fact, the expressions on all of the paintings of Mary. Actually, it might be quite good to do a documentary just on her. Mm. I mean, it is actually unbelievable the amount of different expressions that, yeah. that, that obviously the pain, the grief, in this case, almost sort of surreal, isn't it? I mean, it really is such a lovely expression, and it's all we're focusing on because it really is that you just you're completely drawn to her face yeah. on this. Yeah. On this painting. And the other thing, of course, is that the role of Mary in Christianity is, is mm. constantly being debated and is one of the big divisions between Catholicism and Protestantism. And, um, you know, again, here she is. She's the central figure in blue, which was by this point considered to be the kind of the most, um, uh, you know, prestigious colour to yeah. use. Um, I mean, he does, I don't know whether he's commissioned to do it or whether he chooses to do it, but he does the nativity, he does the baptism, he does the resurrection. Obviously here, I mean, I guess if you put them all together, they kind of, you know, pretty much account the whole, for the whole, the whole story, the whole story mm. of Jesus, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think which other, one, which other ones he does. Um, I think... Uh, the chapel did become a, a, a place to go to, obviously, for facility. So, you know, if anyone was trying to, you know, get pregnant and things like that, they would all go there and things like to, to visit the chapel at the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's, I, I'm actually, yes, true. Women would go. There is a funny story here now, Phil, because you actually gave me this postcard. Yes. <laughs> I did. I want everyone to know. <laughs> Which I probably got from the. I mean, that was so sweet. So now I can put this on my wall. But uh, I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not pregnant. <laughs> I don't know if we need to cut that out. No. <laughs> but now I know. Now I know that you gave somebody else the poster. Maybe it's becoming like your signature <laughs> it's painting of choice to give to people. <laughs> Because we, we, it was ages away that we were doing this one that you gave this to me. <laughs> I wonder if I got that postcard when I went to San Sepulchre, actually, Maybe. or to Monkhead, or Turkey. Um, I don't think it's going to be something we're going to find in Brighton Town Centre. So I can't believe that you bought it. <laughs> it's also something you're going to find down the seafront, no, is it? No. <laughs> um, It'd be quite funny if it was. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well... He's an interesting, he's an interesting, um, he's definitely worth a look. I mean, it's definitely that idea of going to, you know, on holiday and going on an art trail. Oh, I think that would be lovely. Fantastic. I'd love that. Urbino, you'd go to, Urbino's fan. We went to Urbino. Yes, I've got that on my list. When we were filming Raphael a couple of years ago during COVID. And Rimini is the other one. Rimini, we went to Rimini yeah. too. Which is the whole trail. Yeah. I can't actually remember what's in Rimini. Um, um I Oh, I wish I'd got, I've got four pages of notes and you've asked the question. I don't know, of course. But that's okay because it's probably in your film, Phil. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> but anyway, yes, I definitely want to go. So there's another place to add. 
to the list of places to go, food to eat, so and films to watch. Yes, well, I would definitely want. To, I mean, I'm I'm keen to rewatch this film actually as part of the great artists, and um, it's true. It's unlikely that there'll ever be a. Well, I don't know. How would you do? A, I mean, what galleries tend to do when they know they can't get enough artworks in to do an exhibition, they'll do such and such and his friends. Oh, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they'll make it a, a, a group exhibition. So I suppose the National Gallery could do Piero della Francesca and, yeah, the art of the fresco or the yeah. art of the Renaissance mm-hmm. or... Um, or we might just be moving more towards a world of virtual exhibitions where... Oh. Maybe it's people like me who do films on camera yeah. and we, we curate the exhibition or maybe it's a virtual, you know, a virtual world where you're walking through a virtual gallery and the, and the pieces of art are on, on a virtual wall. I have to say the thing about Piero is, is it is very exciting to actually be in these towns and despite five centuries and war and all the rest of it, you know, Italy is, you know, you've got that real, it's not hard, as I mentioned, no. to feel like you're in the middle, you know, in the Renaissance, in the Middle Ages, yeah. um, walking through those little alleyways and streets of Arezzo and Siena and Urbino. Yeah. Going on a trail, that would be so wonderful. Yeah. If you did that for, what, four days maybe? Well, at least. Uh, you'd come out, you'd be just so enthralled. There's so many artists to do mm. that. Of, you know, the Hopper Trail up, up, yeah, from, going from Boston, going along the coast. Um, Raphael, we kind of did that with Raphael. We kind of went on his trail. One of my favourites wasn't an artist at all, actually, but I remember doing Mozart and trying to go to practically every town and city in Europe that he'd been to. Right, and there's many. It is a great way because not only are you doing the travelling, but you, you've got the time to do some, you know, thinking and reading, mm-hmm. and particularly not driving if you're going doing it by train or bus. Or so you're lucky, actually, Phil, because you can actually do this now. Most of us have got to wait till we retire to be able to do all this stuff <laughs> to the trails. Yeah. Or make sure we can definitely get enough time off 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 work to go. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> well, you, I, I'm, you do see these things advertised, don't yeah. you? Yeah, well, art, I, art I, I did. Find them yeah, I did. And so. they'll probably have a historian with them. Mm. And, and um, yeah, and no, it did look really good fun. Yeah, I, never I heard of, of, I'd never heard of him. I'd never heard of the trail. I can't so. imagine a future being, you know, leading leading a tour group. <laughs> I mean, somebody once somebody once suggested <laughs> doing doing an art history series of lectures and a cruise. Oh. But you know, mm. me and surf, me and kind of surfaces that are not steady mm. don't get on that way. No, I don't get on with boats either. Having said that, <laughs> so I turned it down. But then, having said that, I got a ship back from uh, Bill Bow. Was Bill Bow in northern Spain, and he went to Southampton, I think. And it was one of these big cruise mm. ships. My God, it was luxurious. Oh, okay. And the cabin that we had, it was only an overnight, but the oh. cabin, I mean, I... That's because you'll feel that, Phil. <laughs> I, did, I did. No, no, no. Just, really? <laughs> we had a cabin for four. I must admit, my daughter and I kind of 
we kind of stayed lying horizontal for most of it <laughs> while my son and wife went wandering around. But still, made me think, oh, and they had, like, and we didn't go to any of them, but they had like theatres and casinos. And yeah, those shows are meant, to be, are meant to be yeah. good, actually. I must admit, it's not something I'm, I'm, like, I'm like you, I would be just laying down yeah. if it's choppy. I'm not good. All right, well, so we'll stick to yeah. the land. The yeah, land. okay. Land trails. The um, luxury coach. <laughs> okay, one last story. My my friend, when he came out of university, he got a job doing tours of Europe with American school children. Okay. Like 17, 18-year-olds, <laughs> who he said when they came over, they had no interest. They, the most exciting thing for them at that time, we're going back 35 years, the most exciting thing for them was as they came into towns, was where's the McDonald's? Where's right, the McDonald's? yeah, of course. <laughs> but anyway, he said it was it was very funny because if if they were behind schedule, he'd say things like, "I'm sorry, Versailles shut today," <laughs> um, or uh, "Yeah, well, you know, um, <laughs> can't we? You know, we can't." Um, and then um, <laughs> he he the other thing was he'd been given this route, and they'd stop for lunch at certain places, or they'd stop in you know like roadside. There's kind of shopping spaces. And he said people would come up to me. As, he, he, he caught on them very quickly, but initially people would come up to him afterwards and give him a little brown envelope. And he's like, what's this for? Uh-huh. And they're like, yeah. basically, these places were all, you know, the coaches are essentially being yeah. bribed yeah. to stop there. <laughs> but, yeah, he said, you know, if I didn't know a fact, I'd just make it up. Oh, that's, well, of course. Nobody knew any difference. That sounds like something um, I could do, Phil. <laughs> I don't know how he lived. Firstly, I don't know how he could live with himself. <laughs> I'm not going to name him. No, don't name him. Anyway, this is a very beautiful painting in Monterkey in uh, Tuscany and uh, thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. Um, very beautifully painted. It looks great in situ, although, of course, it's not its original situ anymore. And um, also definitely go to Arezzo. I mean, just go on the trail. Yeah. You'll get a postcard. Re- won't regret it. No. Thank you for listening to the Painting of the Week podcast. For more information, please visit our website at seventh-art.com or contact us by emailing info at seventh-art.com. See you next time.